Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to Musings with Jesus. My name is Shola. Thank you for joining me. Um, I hope you are well where you are. Um, I hope all is well with you and yours. Today we're going to be musing on the just shall live by faith. And um, the reason why we're musing on this is because I have been, like, if I look at how things have been in 2020, I think, uh, okay, so let me backtrack a bit. I think for the past five years plus or more, I, in terms of my Christian life, how I was living, I would say that I was living, living by faith was an option for me. So many, sometimes I would walk by sight and other times I would walk by faith. So I was like walking by faith and walking by sight depending on the situation. I did try to walk by faith a lot, you know, but every now and then I would walk by sight and sort of like intermix it and all of that. Fast forward to 2019 when I started having, you know, some very, very serious challenges, which I've talked about in some earlier musings. Um, you know, work which was like really affecting my work, family and that sort of stuff. And um, that then forced me to begin to learn more how to live by faith on a day-to-day basis because the challenges that I was faced with were such that I really needed wisdom wisdom that was higher than my natural wisdom. I needed to be able to influence situations that were outside of my control. I needed guidance and counseling about the you know unknown and uncertain things. So I really needed to walk by faith because there was there were so many intangible unknown things that I just really needed God and it was so much of a daily challenge that I just had to really walk by faith and ask for God to help me, you know, order every footstep. I talked about this in Wisdom for Today, so if you haven't seen that episode, you can go back and, you know, get a little bit of backstory as to what I'm talking about. But that was on a very much a personal level, you know, and that was just me and my own life, and the whole world was normal. But since then, what has then happened is that you know, the entire world itself has been turned upside down in 2020. So, but I was sort of prepared because from 2019, I started living by faith. So by the time the madness hit in 2020, it was just for me to build on that and move on to a higher level. And when I've seen the sort of madness that's gone on, I mean, I'm talking about, first of all, the impact of the pandemic, which led to like global lockdowns and the way it affected businesses, companies, everybody just, you know, as in one day the sky is blue, the next day is gray, the next day is, you know, as in the massive dramatic change across the nations of the earth. The shocking, you know, shocking to see that developed countries unable to handle something that poor countries were handling better, you know. So it's just like everything, all of the myths, all of the perceptions, all of the stereotypes we've had, everything just came tumbling down. So we are in the middle of a massive change. And then in Nigeria, we moved from... The pandemic to protest and the aftermath of it, which is political turmoil and a lot of political drama being engineered by our political leaders. In any ways, and in the US as well, we see what's also going on. So generally, what I'm just saying is that there's an assault on values across the world. And what's going on is that the people, there's a big contention between good and evil, between right and wrong, between, you know, the way things should be and the way things shouldn't be. And they said of people who, because they want what they want, you know, they just try to color everything, you know, make you confused about what's right and what's wrong. So for me at this time, I find the word of God is sure and steadfast anchor for my soul. And the scripture says in many places that they just shall live by faith. 
it says that we should not live a yo-yo life you know and before i used to think that this was just god trying to test us but now when i've seen the instability in the world i'm like please i need to hold on to something that will not change so finally i now realize that when god says the just shall live by faith is to insulate me you and i from this kind of uncertainty is to insulate us like i think it was um last yesterday's musing or the day before that we talked about the difference between building your house your spiritual house on the rock as opposed to a man that built his house on on the sand and when the rains came the winds blew against the house you know and all of that that the ruin of the house was, was great the house could not stand but the man who built his house on a rock the winds came beat against the house the rains came beat against the house the floods came the, the, the floods could not carry the house away. The floods couldn't enter the house. They couldn't overwhelm the house. The wind could not break the house, could not take off the, take off the roof. Neither could the rain destroy the house. The house was resilient. So for me, the just shall live by faith is not a mantra anymore. It's not a cliche. It is, <laughs> it, it is a way of life. It has to be a way of life. And so I'm using this just to reaffirm it to myself. And it's not that one will not have contrary situations. There will always be so many contrary situations, things coming against, you know, really trying to neutralize the word of God. And I also talked about this in Faith with Patience and Steadfast Under Trial. You know, those were the two script, um, episodes that I think are very close to what I'm using about today. But I, but I haven't, I'm surprised that I actually haven't mused on this, the judge shall live by faith because it's always been something that I've always said. You know, whenever things happen and people come with all kinds of evil reports and people say, mm, I say, well, the just shall live by faith. And what the just shall live by faith means, what it has meant for me in my life is meant that I do not move based on what is happening. When the Bible says we walk by faith and not by sight, I have, you know, I was raised very much in a word of faith um, um, spiritual context. So I'm Kenneth Higgins' daughter, as in I read a lot of Kenneth Higgins' books. And if you know about Kenneth E. Higgins, he was very much one of the fathers of faith. In fact, he's called the father of faith. And he really raised us up a lot. It's all his books were about, you know, living by faith, walking by faith. You know, he, he, he dealt a lot. He taught a lot on faith. So the principles of faith, all of that was a very strong part of my Christian experience. Over time, I think I relaxed a bit on some of them in terms of my meditation. But that foundation... My foundation is a foundation of faith in the word of God and understanding that the natural world is just, you know, a, a, an expression, but that the parents of the natural is the spiritual because the spiritual was first before the natural and that the spiritual determines what happens in the natural. And so as a child of God, for me to be living my life according to the natural is, 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 doesn't, is, not, is not wise it is dangerous because Satan is the god of this world and he's able to manipulate things in this world to make them look contrary to what God has planned. So if I am a child of God, the reports that I will believe, the evidence that I will base my life on is what the word of God says and not necessarily what I see, what I hear, what I taste and what I touch. Because those things can change at any time, just like we have seen in 2020, the uncertainty you know, the fact that you are employed in January does not mean that you will be employed in December. The fact that you are unemployed in February does not mean that you will be unemployed to the end of the month. At the end of the, at the end of the day, the foundation that remains sure is that what the word of God has said. So I have I think I have preempted a lot of things I wanted to use or that again, like I said, this is me, I'm speaking from my heart. So this is what the um, 
just shall live by faith has always meant to me. So I'm just saying that, and then we'll go into the scriptures and we'll see whether that lines up and what else, what more I can learn about that. Because yes, I I realize now more than ever that this is a survival skill. The ability to live by faith is what will enable one to keep one sane at this time mentally sound navigate the minefields avoid and stay away from those things that are evil because just like in the forbidden fruit just like how the serpents came to um eve in the garden and was telling her that the good the fruit was good for eating whereas it was the most disastrous mistake she could ever have made in all of in fact in all of time not only for her generation but for thousands of generations to come and see how he successfully convinced her to take something that was so damaging and injurious and she she he was able to convince her that it was good for for food for her to eat out of all the trees out of every other thing she could have eaten on that day on that fateful morning and that is how this world is if she had kept the word of god in her heart if she had decided that she would listen you know that the word of god when god had said of all the trees of the garden you can eat but this one you must not eat. If that word had been kept in her mind, that regardless of how delicious it looks to my eyes, because that's what she said. She said she saw that it was pleasant to the eyes and that it was a tree that was good for eating. So she relied on, on her senses and the senses led her astray. You know, and the Bible does say that that all that is in the earth, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, I mean all that's in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, that they are not of God. And it also tells us in another place that those things are temporary, they can fade away. So when we build our confidence on things that are temporary, when they fade away, we will fade away with it. You know, if I build my life on lust of the flesh, when the lust fades away or goes takes me to where I will fade with it, you know. So you know, I, I, I just personally, and you know, I'm saying this, I find that when I say these things, it, it registers in my heart and it, it helps me. The just shall live by faith. And you know, this is a very long backstory, but it's important. This is, I am just finding out that it is not optional to live by faith anymore. Otherwise, there are things that will happen. Is that one we go mad? I'm sorry. <laughs> you lose your sanity, your sadness of mind, you will lose it in terms of depression or all kinds of things. Or you will shipwreck, make wrong decisions, or just be extremely fearful. I mean, you want to see the level of fear. Even in Nigeria, after the protest, everybody is so afraid. They're afraid. Oh, we're going to get it. I mean, it's so easy to... Ah, gosh. There's so much fear. As in, person will even die before his time. You know what I'm saying? So, they just shall live by faith. That's my mantra for this period. Not just a mantra, but it is what I want to live by. I want to live by faith. So let's just interrogate into the scriptures and let's see what God has to say about the just living by faith. Thank you for joining me. Yeah, so let's get into it. So our headline scripture, Romans chapter 1, verse 17, starting from verse 16, it says, and this is Paul again speaking to the church in Rome. He says, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation. For in it, that is in the gospel, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the just shall live by faith. So that's the headline scripture. The righteousness of God is revealed in the gospel from faith to faith. As it is written, the just shall live by faith. And whenever um, the Bible says or any of the apostles say as it is written, they are referring to something that was written in the Old Testament. And we see a lot of the apostles doing that, Paul particularly, and all of them. You see them keep on referring to as it is written. Jesus too did the same thing. And it was 
while I was it was listening to one of the videos in Bible Project dot com that he, they explained you know um, one of the lead narrators explained that the reason why you know that Paul, um, Paul the writers of the Bible in other words Paul and um, and Jesus and and others you know that they deliberately did that to tie to the scripture so that everybody will know that they got their foundation from you know that is the same God of Abraham the God of Isaac that they did all of that to show that the Old Testament and New Testament is one unified story leading to Christ and that it was always necessary for them to refer to the older accepted texts you know for the children of Israel so that they would know that they were not coming up to set up a faith that was different but that this was all part of the plan so they would use the um, things that happened in, in you know in in in, the, in Jesus's time and then draw it back and show people that this is what the scripture says this thing that we're doing now or this thing that happened it is what the prophets prophesied of which is why when Jesus entered the synagogue when he was launching his ministry he started off by re- uh, reading you know the scripture in Isaiah when he said the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he anointed me to you know preach the gospel you know to the poor and you know set at liberty them that are bruised proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and then he said to them this day is this scripture fulfilled in your eyes and they were all shocked because they knew that that was a prophecy of the Messiah so whenever we see as it is written the just shall live by faith he's referring to an, um, an earlier scripture a digression but a useful one so the earlier scripture he's referring to is Habakkuk 2 verse 4 where he says behold his soul is puffed up it is not upright within him but the righteous shall live by his faith so Habakkuk very kindly personalizes it for us so it's not just the just and maybe I should make that the title actually it should be the just shall live by his faith not just by faith because that then personalizes it because I think many times when we say the just shall live by faith we just think oh faith 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 but it's a personal faith my faith is personalized and that's the thing about faith there's nothing like we can have collective faith maybe to agree on something but the faith that I will live by is my own faith I can't live by somebody else's faith you know and that's why the Bible talks about walking out your own salvation with, with fear and trembling it's a personal thing and I'm even beginning to find as a parent that there's a limit to how your parents can, I mean, your faith can carry, you know, your children at a particular age. At a point in time, they have to stand up for themselves. You can still continue to pray, you can intercede. But to a very large extent, their, their, you know, their participation at it, when they come to a certain age is important because the just shall live by his own faith, which is what Habakkuk 2 4 says. So, which is why those of us who are parents, the sooner we start teaching our children, so that we can they can experience that Isaiah fifty four fourteen that we 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 mused about I think two days ago, which is okay, yeah, no, it was yesterday far from oppression, which is all my children shall be taught of the Lord and great shall be the peace of thy children. It starts with being taught of the Lord. So lots of scriptures where you see this just shall live by faith, but let's just read a few and we'll also take a few other scriptures that will try to show us what or seek to show us what it means to live by faith. I have given my own personal preamble before, but um, let's still see what the scripture has to say and what we can learn from it. So Hebrews 10, 38 says, But my righteous one, but the, um, which is the just, shall live by faith, and if he shrinks back, my soul has no pleasure in him. So in Hebrews 10, that was where he talked about so many other things about, you know, do not forsake the assembly of the, you know, gathering of the believers. It was just generally giving guidance for righteousness. But he was saying that my righteous one shall live by faith. He says, but if he shrinks back that my soul, this is God speaking now. I think he's quoting a scripture that was 
also from earlier he said if the righteous one or the one who has been justified if he shrinks back from walking by faith believing in god then god so we have no pleasure in him let's read some more scriptures that will explain that so hebrews 11 verse 1 and hebrews 11 is the chapter on faith so if you want to learn a lot about faith in fact romans and hebrews but hebrews a bit more you can learn more about you know what God defines as faith as far as the New Testament is concerned and those who he believes that have worked in faith even in the Old Testament as well as examples of faith even talked about Abraham as being the father of faith so from Hebrews 1 to 11 particularly 4 and some other ones and 11 we see a lot about you know what we call the hall of fame of the fathers of faith so in verse 11 we see um, now faith is the assurance of things hoped for the conviction of things not seen for by it the elders received um, their reward or commendation. It says, by faith we understand that the universe was created by the word of God, so that what is seen was not made out of things that are visible. Now, you see this faith musing there? It's actually possible to muse on faith from the beginning of the year to the end of the year. And because faith, the entire Bible from beginning to the end is about faith. And I wonder why. Because if I notice the way the body of Christ has gone now, particularly, and I like to use the word faith circle, because let, let's not confuse it, you know, and I, I use the word faith circle, but really, <laughs> that's funny, I always use faith circles, but actually what I'm about to say now is contrary to that, because what I see right now in the body of Christ in Nigeria is that we focus so much on prayer, getting things from God, that faith as a lifestyle has been totally relegated to the background. And the Bible says the just shall live by faith. It don't say you live by prayer. It says you live by faith. Why? It says because faith is the assurance of everything that we hope for. Everything that I hope for in Christ. Everything. Protection, deliverance, the assurance that I have. In other words, the certificates, the deed of purchase, like a house, the guarantee, the thing that I can hold, the evidence of whatever it is I hope for in Christ. It is faith. Faith is the evidence of it. So without that faith, I have no evidence of what I'm hoping for. There is no way I can get it. There's no way I can access those things. There is none. It says that by that faith, the elders, people of old, received their commendation. They received a good report. It says, by faith, we understand that the universe was created by the word of God. Now, this is the key to learning how to live by faith. It says, so that what is seen was not made out of things that are visible. Now, this is it. And this is the, this fundamental line is the difference between what it means to walk by faith and walk by sight. Because if, I think, for me, so now let me personalize this as I always like to do. For me, I find out that my the breakthrough for me in terms of beginning to understand what it means to live by faith is when I understood that the things that we see physically were not made by physical things. So that understanding is something that was drummed into my head. I'm still, even now, I'm reminding myself because I think many of these things I have forgotten over time. Because if I don't understand that, I will not know that the spiritual realm is the parent to the physical. So Looking for physical solution is not the starting point. If I have a car, for instance, and I want to rejig the car, I don't go to the car and start asking it to tell me how to 
rejig it. I go to the manufacturer. And I, it's from the manufacturer that I can then rejig the car. I say, please, can you add this component or whatever? But just looking at the car and the components that it currently has, I cannot rejig it. I don't know if that's a good enough analogy, but what I'm trying to say is that the spirit is the parent. It's important that we know that the things that are physical, and I think that's what sets, you know, spiritual people, not that I'm musing about it, because I think some people really, really believe so much. They believe that everything starts and ends here, which is why they manipulate. In fact, a lot of people who have a lot of faith in, you know, manipulation and evil works, they really believe that everything ends here. So whenever you handle them spiritually, they are dazed because they really don't understand this principle that the things which were seen were not made out of things which do appear. Now, some of them, so there's a level, there's a, there is, so let me, let me classify it. There are some fleshly people who just believe that everything starts here. So they just do everything physical and all that. They're manipulating here. Then there's some people who actually know that the spiritual determines what happens in the physical, but then they have faith in the evil spiritual things. But again, it was God that created the world. So even that spiritual, there are hierarchies in that spiritual realm. And the Most High God, His own authority and dominion is over and above those evil ones. And therein lies the deception, because a lot of people that follow the enemy may not fully understand that. Also because a lot of Christians do not walk in that power. So that power is not always as evident as it should be. But that is why God says that they just shall live by faith. Because anybody that walks by faith will understand that the universe was created by the word of God. And that things which are seen were not made from things that are visible. Galatians 3.11, I'm not sure if I've read that. It says, now it is evident that no one is justified before God by the law. For the righteous shall live by faith. The just shall live by faith. Galatians again. So it's like Paul was going to every all the churches and telling people, the just shall live by faith. He was really trying to help everybody um, cultivate this lifestyle of living by faith. And his faith in the word of God. So it starts off by reading the word of God, meditating the word of God, hearing and doing the word of God, and learning to live by faith in the word of God, even in the face of contrary circumstances, knowing that things which are seen are not made out of things which are visible, which do appear. Galatians 2.16 says, Yet we know that a person is not justified by works of the law, but through faith in Jesus Christ. So we also have believed in Christ Jesus in order to be justified by faith in Christ and not by the works of the law, because by the works of the law, no one shall be justified. So I think Paul was sinking this message in. Um, even though he was talking to the church in Galatia, he was probably also addressing people who were familiar with the books of Moses and making them understand that it's not by, you know, I, I have fulfilled the Ten Commandments that, you know, you, you are then justified in the sight of God, that it is faith that brings us to Christ because the works of the law, no man can be justified. It is faith in Jesus that addresses the sin nature and that once we then come into Christ, um, we then have the ability to begin to believe God and walk even in that faith. So this was, I think, justified in terms of um, justified before God. Yes. So this was him explaining who the justified people are. So when we say the just shall live by faith, this scripture helps us understand who the just people are. The just people are those who have believed in Christ Jesus and they are now justified by faith in Christ Jesus. And this is a very important point because Paul then goes 
um, further in Galatians 3 to tell them that, oh foolish Galatians, having begun in the spirit, are you then made perfect in the flesh? So what he was saying is that if it is faith in Christ that justified you before God, that made me able to, you know, come before God, me who is a Gentile from a faraway country, never part of the covenant of Christ, God was able to bring me close, give me power to be called the son of God. If it was faith in Christ that brought all of that to me, why then do I think that unbelief or doubt or anything other than faith, continuing in that faith, can perfect me in Christ or can help me walk in Christ or can help me live in Christ? That is what he was saying. Because really, I, I mean, what brought me to Christ is faith. Oh, I believe that Jesus Christ, the Son of God, he died and, and gave himself you know, for me. Come into my life, Lord Jesus. Come and save me. That is how I got saved. I believed. It was faith. My walk with God began with faith. So it has to continue in that faith as well. They just shall live by faith. That, that's God's standard. The Bible says that he that comes to God must believe that he is. And he's a rewarder of, of them that diligently seek him. That's Hebrews eleven six. It says, without faith, it is impossible, impossible to please God. For whoever comes to God, he that comes to God must believe that one, he is. That In other words, you first of all believe that he exists. That's a baseline. I must believe that God exists. And that two, he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. He says it's impossible. No matter what I do, if I cannot walk in faith... If I do not have faith, it is impossible for me to please God. Impossible. So when, you know, in my muses, I always say, pray this prayer that saying, God, um, help me to do the things that are pleasing in your sight. Now that I'm realizing it, the things that are pleasing in God's sight is to walk in faith, is to live by faith. Faith in God's word. And how can I live in the faith of a word that I do not know, that I do not declare, that I cannot meditate, I cannot confess? It is a stranger to me. I have no relationship with. So it starts with the word. It always starts with the word. And that's what we saw yesterday. Isaiah 54 says, All thy children shall be taught of the Lord, and great shall be the peace of thy children. That teaching of the word is the starting point because it is that word that brings faith. Romans 10, 17 says, So faith comes from hearing and hearing by the word of God. So what this scripture, Romans 10, 17, tells us that faith does not come by hearing once. And I think that is it. Again, if you look at the parable of the sower, the parable of the sower tells us that when the word of God comes, that the fowls of the air come quickly to come and take it away from the heart. Yes. Because if we just leave the word there and you just leave it unattended to, the fowls of the air, who are the fowls? It's the enemy. All his cause. They will come and take it away. How do they take it away? By filling your mind, by hiring the mind with all manner of things. Netflix videos, so many things. Contrary news reports. Life generally, you know, problems, anxieties, worries. That word will just fly away. In fact, it's, it's, ah, it's, really, it's really fowls of the air. Because the word just flies away. One day it was there, you are not there. Sometimes you attend, I mean, this happens to me sometimes. Attend the service. Everybody, you know, very excited. When you get to, you cannot remember one word. One word of what the person said. If somebody tells you to repeat <laughs> what was, you can't remember. You can't remember. So it says faith comes from hearing and hearing through the word of God. It's not a one-time thing. And that's why Joshua, when he says this, or um, I think it was someone, this book of the law shall not depart from thy heart. In it will you meditate day and night. It has to be a day and night thing. That's, that's the truth. To be able to live by faith. Faith doesn't just jump on somebody's body. I, and I think that is the 
conclusion of where I'm going. It doesn't. Oh. It's a lifestyle. Ah, it's a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle. And it takes so much investment because we live in a world that is contrary. You know, it's so much easier to live by fear because everywhere fear is being thrown at you. You open your TV, it's being thrown. People are sending you WhatsApp messages. Your parents, people are calling you, you know, infusing fear into your life every day, telling you, hey, this is going on, you know. The fear is just everywhere. And most of us, we're already, I mean, the, the entire world is full of fear. Fear of death, fear of sickness, fear of pain, fear of sorrow, you know. Fear, fear of dying, in fact, everything. Fear of grief, fear of loss, fear of rejection, fear, fear of abandonment, fear of betrayal. The entire world. So the effort to live by faith has to be exponential for you to be able to overcome all of those fears. And I think some of us will be more exposed to fear than others, depending on the way we were raised and the experiences that we've had, what has happened to us, while some people will be more exposed to faith also for the same reason. But if you are like me and you know that you have been very much exposed to fear, then you know you have a big work to do. Because that fear will... Hmm. Which is why, you know, in the prison of meetings, I've always talked about how I always confess that word, the just, um, God has not given me the spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and of a sound mind. And I always confess it because I know that fear was an issue in my life. I knew that I was, you know... Yeah, fear has always been an issue. I was raised to be very fearful about things, to be overcautious, to be very, you know. So, when I hear people, <laughs> anyway, yeah, when I hear people describing me, oh, Shola, she's bold, she's courageous, I'm like, you people don't even know anything. What the work that God has done in my life, and it's an ongoing work because I continue. It's something I always have have the need to have to confess every time, you know. just shall live by faith so I'm going to bring this to a closing um, right now I don't know if God will have us come back to this at some other time but like I said we can talk on faith 365 days of year because everything I mean Jesus is described as the author and the finisher of our faith so everything starts and ends with faith God says it's impossible to please him without faith so Hebrews 12 2 and I want to pinpoint on this because I find out I have found and this has been my experience particularly now that the difference between living by faith and not living by faith is what is described in Hebrews 12 2. Hebrews 12 2 says looking unto Jesus the author and the finisher of our faith. So I think before that he had said let us run with patience this race that is set before. He said knowing that we are surrounded with this cloud of witnesses let us lay aside every weight and every sin and let us run with patience this race that is set before us. Looking unto Jesus, the author and the perfecter of our faith, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. Now, this is our gold standard of what it means to live by faith because Jesus, if he was to look at the natural pain and suffering that he was going through how would he, I mean the situation he was going through at that time was so contrary there is no way he could ever I mean if he was walking by faith and by sight he would not have gone through the entire cross but Bible says that he endured it for the hope of what was to come which is that he will now have delivered he will be the firstborn amongst many brethren he will have bathed for himself and for God, a nation of people 
who will follow after him and will do the things that are pleasing in his sight. He will have won for himself a kingdom of men, of souls that will have their robes washed in the blood of the Lamb. It was for the purpose of that hope. The Bible says faith is the substance of things hoped for. So Jesus died in faith. He went to the cross in faith. He went to hell in faith. And that's what he's describing here. So he did not look at what was going on around him. And we, like I said, Hebrews 11, actually I should have read a lot of those scriptures because when we look at Abraham, it says he, he counted not his body um, not dead, neither the deadness in Sarah's, room, but in Sarah's room, but he was strong in faith, giving glory to God, believing that what God had promised, he was able also to perform. Hebrews 11 goes into a lot of detail to show us how people who walk by faith with God, what they had to do. They had to disregard their mind from what was going on naturally but it's not just to ignore those things but it's to now look to so you look away and you look to so look to jesus the founder the author and finisher of our faith look to the word look to the spirits that is what i've been finding again i i I mused on this on steadfast under trial and faith with patience please go and check it it's about 20 episodes back that's what it means to live by faith So to bring this to a close, I'm going to um, put Galatians 2.20. And this is a scripture that I usually confess to myself. There's some scriptures that I've just like lodged in my brain from those days when I used to really be um, a Hagen mentee because one thing he taught us through his books was the need to really memorize some verses and just say it over and over and over again. And I have a lot of them there. In fact, many of those verses, when I'm actually using them on this episode i'm saying it off head there are times i read you may be able to tell if you are very discerning the times at which i'm reading a scripture and the times that i'm speaking off head but because in my early christian days i was very much what i would call a word of faith student so there were some very important verses that honestly i don't have the time to say i'm going to be opening bible to read it i have to be able to say it on call because I may be somewhere where, like for instance, if you're in a plane and there's turbulence happening, you have to be, you know, you're going to be opening Bible. You have to know what you should be able to say. Of course, at that time, many people revert to speaking in tongues. But if, for those moments when you need the word of God to just come out of your mouth, you know. So there are those verses that I meditated and this is one of them. I say it all the time in those moments when I need to remind myself of what it means, you know, who I am in Christ and how I am living my life. And I'll read it and you may understand why. He says, I have been crucified with Christ. This is Paul speaking again to the Galatians church. So this, again, we can see that uh, there's a lot about living by faith in Galatians. And it's also in the same Galatians that he talks of walking by, um, walking in the flesh um, as against walking in the spirit. So there's just a lot about the lifestyle of faith and what that means in the book of Galatians. I'll encourage everyone to read it when you can. So he says, I have been crucified with Christ. This is Paul giving his own personal testimony. He says, so it is no longer I who live in this my mortal body but Christ who lives in me and the life I now live in the flesh I live by the faith in the son of God who loved me and gave himself for me this is Paul saying that his life so what he's saying here is that since I gave my life to Christ I am no longer living like a normal natural man the life that I now live in this flesh I am no longer living it by fight by sight and by the dictates of my flesh and my mind and my imagination and my thoughts he says Christ is the one living in me Christ that is in heaven oh, 
So he says, I live by that faith. So in other words, I, I am elevating my natural life in such a way that my thoughts are the thoughts that the word of God, are the thoughts of the word of God. My intent is the intent of the word of God. My imaginations are guided by the word of God. And the life that I live by this flesh, I am living 100% by faith. In other words, I'm not walking by sight. I am doing the things that are pleasing in God's sight. I am not walking, <coughs> excuse me, according to my own personal dictates. I am living by faith. They just shall live by faith. It is possible. It is actually possible. 